Welcome to A Life Invested, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the lifestyle of your dreams by investing in people, assets, and yourself. I'm your host, Roger Comstock. All right, my friends. Well, welcome back to A Life Invested. I am so grateful to have you here. Um, I I get the opportunity to uh, participate in a real treat today. I've known this individual who's hopping onto the show for years, and he is honestly just completely full of goodness. I love this dude. His name's Tyler Mickelson, and he is just salt of the earth. Um, he's an exceptional leader and uh, is always looking out for other people. I've, I've always known Tyler to be one of the most genuine, authentic individuals I've ever met. In fact, uh, when I was just a young buck, a younger buck than what I am now, I had just graduated from high school, and me and a couple friends decided to go sell some security systems, and Tyler was the individual that kind of got me on board um, with that. And he's just, uh, he's just incredible. So I'm excited for each and every person here to be able to learn a whole lot from this absolute legend. Um, he's currently a director at Sunrun, which was previously Vivint Solar in the Bay Area. And he's got uh, four boys, which I'm sure is just uh, a lot of fun, probably wild at times and an incredible wife. Um, he's been involved in door-to-door sales since uh, 2004, so about 19-ish years. Right, so that's a that's a long time. So excited to hear more about that experience too. And he's been said to recruit more accounts to Vivint Solar than anybody else. Um, just just a uh, an impressive individual all around in every aspect of life. One of the reasons I wanted to have Tyler on the show is because he lives a very balanced life, right? Uh, and it's one of the things that I think is impressive about him. A lot of time, a lot of times, people get immersed in you know, just, just work, right? They go hard in work and they kind of neglect some of these other things they're trying to juggle, or they're not really sure how to go all in, um, in achieving their goals while balancing family life too. And so Tyler's really, really good at, at all of the above. So to start off, Ty, if people want to kind of follow along with you, your journey, what you're doing, where's the best place for someone to just follow you? Well, one, thanks. Thanks for the intro. That was, uh, that's too kind, you know, making me out to be, uh, even better than I am. So, you know, just try to try to be like you, Roger. That's what I'm trying to be like. So it's all true, man. Yeah. So appreciate it. No, it's, it's an honor to be here on your show. Love what you're doing. Um, you know, I, I love, I love what you're doing. I love what you're about. It's, it's just great stuff. Your question, say your question again is your question to me is, Oh, if people want to follow you, if they want to kind of learn more about what you're doing. Um, I know you do some stuff in real estate investing and obviously you're recruiting sales. Yeah. People. Where was the best place to follow you? Yeah. I mean, follow me and like, I guess my lifestyle. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Like Instagram. Follow, follow my wife, Brooke Mickelson, and you'll follow me better than you follow me. So yeah, my wife's much better at posting and she's awesome at that stuff. Um, but yeah, you can follow my wife, Brooke Mickelson or myself, Tyler Mickelson on Instagram, you know, I get about three posts a year, but I'll get you updated. So, but yeah. I love it. I think that's amazing. Well, what's fun for um, the listeners on the show is they're going to be able to learn a little bit more what goes on in your life behind the scenes. Because even if you're posting, you know, three times a year, what's happening in the background is a lot of great, meaningful stuff. And I know a lot of that is focused on investing into relationships and your family and things that really matter. And so, Um, I'm just excited that we get, you know, to kind of dive into your life and what's made you who you are today um, as a person. Let let me start here by asking you, what what is your why in in what you're doing? What kind of drives you? Yeah, that's a, that's always a big question, right? It's like, what, like one, it's 
the big question is who we are, right? I mean, you have you have all this pressure of even social media. You have this pressure of the image or what the world or what everybody thinks of you. Like we have, we have this even in school when you started in school. Like right, just the you you you've always kind of felt like, and and you know, I grew up in a small town, and in small towns, it's like everybody knows everybody. So it's kind of like you you, you know, everybody's like, oh we already know them kind of a thing. Right. And so when you ask that question, I love that question now because it's, it's, it's your choice. And I think a lot of people forget that. Um, It doesn't matter what your parents did for a living. It doesn't matter what, how you were raised. It doesn't matter anything that happened. I don't care your race. I don't care your religion. I don't care any of that stuff. I think the way I look at it and the, the, the thing that I've learned in my life is it's your choice. You, you get to be and, and accomplish what you want to do in life, depending on your, your desires. And so for me, I think, you know, it's a, it's a big question. That's something that I, it's changed over the years, right? I think when I first got into sales, you know, everybody wanted to be the, the millionaire and oh, I got to be a millionaire and I've got, you know, millionaire and all this. And, and, you know, you, you realize after, you know, some time and making, you know, you know, being blessed and, and making really good income and, and doing awesome things, it, it, money doesn't make you happy. It doesn't, it doesn't, right? It's, it actually just creates more problems for you most of the time and more decisions and more phone calls and more people calling you. And then, and then tax season comes and it's a whole nother world. But, <laughs> but, uh, but it's, uh, it's uh, the question I say is, is who I am and what I'm about is I would say one is, is that's still developing. I'm not quite where I want to be. I'm not who I want to be. I'm still developing. I'm still figuring that part of part of life out of, of what type of a leader do I want to be? What type of a husband do I want to be? Um, am I a good husband? I think I'm a good husband, but I could be a much better husband. And, and that drives me to like, want to get better. Right. And I think my, my why and who I am is, is like, I'm always trying to ascend. And that's uh, kind of our brand here that we've, we've kind of grown out now is, is, is uh, two, of my, two of my brands right now is my region brand is core, which is to the core is like, is, is you, you see people and, and, and you, 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 know, you see their, their Facebook, you see their social media, you, you, know, you see outside looking in, what they drive, whatever else, right? But really, who are you? When nobody's looking when nobody's, you know, you know, looking over your shoulder or anything else is like, who are you to the core? And that's something that that's our region brand is core is because that's really what it comes down to is like, is like who you are as an individual and like who you are to the core. That's all that matters. Right. If you have all the fancy cars and the fancy everything else, but, but you suck as an individual, you're unethical. You treat people like crap because you think you're better than them because you've accomplished more. Like, I don't think that that's happiness. I don't think that that's success. And, you know, and there's times in my career, unfortunately, like where I was that I went and got the hundred thousand dollar Mercedes and thought I was Mr. Cool guy. And, you know, and, you know, I thought I could yell at people on the phone because I made all this money. And it's like, did you learn? You're like, what are you doing? Like you're, 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 you're being a, a punk kid. And, you know, and, and I, so I've been, I've been through a lot of ups and downs over the years. I've, I've experienced a lot doing this job. I've loved the door-to-door industry. It's, it's blessed my life indefinitely. But 
long story short is long, 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 I guess, long answer for you is, is that's who what my region is, is who am I to the core? Because that's what matters every day. And who you are to your core, it's what you do every day. It's what you say every day. Like that's who you are to the core. And, you know, it's how you talk about people when they're there and when they're not there. It's how you think about people. It's, 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 it's all those little things that add up in my mind that I think, you know, long story short is, is, is maybe who I am is kind of what I'm working on right now. Still process. Hopefully that makes sense to you. Oh, dude, I loved all of those answers. I kind of want to break everything down that you went through because it's so important for individuals to understand how important um, what you just said is in an individual's life because people are kind of jaded by this idea of money. It's like, that's what everything is about, right? Go get some money and that it'll make you happy. And dude, it, it's not it's not what it's about. In fact, I uh, in my mind, like if, if people can go back right now, whoever's listening to this, just like go back at any point in your life when you felt any sort of um, discouragement, stress, frustration, loneliness, whatever it is that you're feeling, and you could probably attribute it to one of these things. It's probably been related to gratitude, growth, or giving, right? One of one of those things. And each one of those things play into the happiness, fulfillment, satisfaction, meaning, and purpose we get out of our lives. Like, And, and it doesn't have to do with money. Right. And so, I, and I love who you are, Ty. Um, I'm so grateful to have you on the show today. I really, really am because you, uh, you said some great stuff. I'm excited to kind of talk more about it, but um, th- that was one thing that I really appreciated. Uh, and I, I think as people find success, because if, if people have that goal, they will. But what's most important to remember is that money is just a magnifying glass. It allows us to be able to do more good, to help more people, to enable others to be able to hit their goals and reach their potential. And so I, uh, I really appreciate everything um, that you've said. A couple of cool things. So you've, you mentioned that your group, uh, kind of the branding for your group is core, which, which I love. I think that's amazing. Uh, you answered this a little bit, but I want to dive deeper in, into what your answer was. What determines to you what somebody's core is? Like, how, how are you able to say that that's the core of that individual? Yeah, I think your core of your individual is, is who are you? Like, I guess to the core in my mind is like, it's, it's one of those things where you don't need to be told what to do. You already do it. That's to your core. Like, and that's my mindset of how I look at it is, is when, when I'm, when I'm at my core and I'm at like my best and I'm like doing like, say for instance, like, like pick out like being a dad. It's easy, right? It's dad. It's natural to love your kids. It's natural to like love your kids until they do something really wrong. Then it's, then you got a decision, right? <laughs> you got a decision, right? But what I'm saying is it's to my core, it's natural for me just to love my kids, right? It's very natural for me to love them. And I think that when I say to your core, it depends on what your goals are. Like, what are your goals? But I, but I think in life, sometimes what we do is we sit back and we, we, we hope that success comes to us. We, we're, we're just waiting for success to come to us. We're like, oh, that guy's successful. He lives on the hill. That guy lives on the hill. You know, down, what, where, where, where is it? What is it? Woodland, what is it? I've been gone from Utah. From Woodland Hills, is that what it is? Yeah, Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills, it's like, oh, they live in Woodland Hills. I mean, yeah, those guys are all, yeah, they, they got thrown at it. Success. That's not true. They just did the right things at the right time with the right people 
that made them and gave them that opportunity. And I think sometimes we forget that to our core, it's, it's to our core. It's like, who do you hang out with? Who do you associate with? Like, because you can, you can, you know, all those things when you go into it, it's like that all just is, that's who you are. That's, that's who you're going to be. It's, my mom used to always say is, you know, if your friends are doing it, right, you're, you know, you're going to do it when I was a kid, right? It's like, look, if those kids are smoking, those kids are doing this, you're going to do it. I'm like, mom, that's, that's the oldest. Yeah. Every grandpa in the world's told us that. Well, every grandpa in the world is right because it's the same thing in business. It's the same thing in life. It's like, you are who you associate with. You are the people you surround yourself with in a sense. I, I really, really like this too. So let's, let's break this down a little bit more. Um, one of the things that you mentioned, I, I, I want to kind of highlight this idea as well of consistency and the role that it plays in who we are to our core, right? Because um, I think character is found in consistency and what we're, we're doing on a, on a continual basis. It's not just like, Hey, I did this one time. And so I'm a, I'm a good person. Like it, it, to be a good person, you got to be doing, trying to do good things yeah. right? and you're not, you're not yeah. going to be perfect in it. Right. I'm yeah. certainly not perfect in anything um, like that, but in my life, I'm trying so hard to just do good things and I fail so many times, but uh, man, it makes me happy. Just this experience, this journey of trying to better myself and um, yeah. kind of help others along, along the way. It's really, really a, a meaningful process. Um, and so one of the things I, I like that you said too, that I, I feel is important for listeners to understand is uh, you said you can't just wait for success, right? And so I think sometimes people uh, get bamboozled into this idea of just positive thinking where it's like, it's almost like they, they want all this money or whatever. Um, and so they're just like, you know, I have all this money, you know, they're just thinking about it. I have it. They say these affirmations, um, but but that doesn't make it happen, right? It, there's There's another side of the equation and it requires action. It's so one of the things Tony Robbins teaches that I love so much. He says, you can't go to a garden and just be like, there are no weeds here, right? There are no weeds. It's like, no, the weeds are there and you have to actually act and remove them and put some work into whatever it is you'd like that garden to look like. And our lives are a lot that are, are tons uh, yeah. that way, right? Like we, we have um, all of these ideas regarding what we would like our life to be. And we get to choose. I love that. You mentioned that too in the beginning, right? It's, it's really just a choice. People can become whatever they want to become. No one's stopping them. And I think that's such a cool thing. We can literally say, if someone came to me and say, hey, I'm going to be an astronaut next year, I'd say, dude, I, I believe it. That's, you know, you can go do whatever you'd like based off of what you choose to, to act on. Um, and so I, I really, really appreciate that, Ty. And I think it's important for people to recognize and understand that in order to get what they want out of life, it's not just simply affirmations and positive thinking. Those play a role. I don't want to I don't want to negate uh, how important those things are too, but they have to be coupled with and paired up with being willing to, to act right on those things. So I, I love that. Um, one last thing that I want to ask you a couple uh, other questions, just in related to what you said uh, or in relationship to what you said, you mentioned how important it is to have good friends. Um, there's a, there's a quote I'm sure you've heard that says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And I agree with you, right? I feel like I've, I've invested time with some really exceptional people and that's helped me a lot yeah. oh, in my yeah. life. Um, how have you been able to um, invest your time with that type of person, the caliber of individual that's enabled you to get to where you're at? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, I don't have like a specific thing. I, I've always just loved people. I just naturally I've always wanted to, to be with people and hang out with people. And, and I just enjoyed like, like if I'm home by myself, like I'm like, I'm like, let's go get some people. <laughs> like this is boring to me. Right. And, and so I've just always been that, that person. Right. It's like, I always had one best friend. It was like, I was like, Oh, I can't have any more best friends. I was like, dude, we should get like 10 best friends together. Right. And we should get like 20 best friends together. That'd even be cooler. And I, I don't know. My personality has always just been, I just love people. And I've been blessed. Like I'm be honest, man, I've been blessed with some of the most amazing friends. Like I could ever ask for, like I'm ever indebted to, to some of the very best friends uh, a guy could ever ask for, you know? And, and, and I, I'd say, I'd say for me, and I'm just trying to think through your question again. So your question is just how do you, what was your question again? I'm trying to figure out, sorry. So how, how did you get into um, the rooms that you did in order to have these yeah. friends that enabled you to using your own ascend, right. To where, to where you're at. Yeah. Um, honestly, you've got to, I mean, you've got to attract like-minded people, right? So one, it's, it's, it's the same thing is you're going to attract the people that, that are like-minded, right? I mean, if you want to sit home all day and play video games, you're not going to go and hang out with guys that like to play basketball, right? You're going to, you're going to attract people that are like-minded to you. So the easy part in business is, is you've got to be willing to put in the work. You've got to be willing to put in the sacrifice. But if people see that same determination in you, that same fight, that same success, you attract like-minded people, right? I know you had uh, Dave Allred on the call uh, on your your, your uh, podcast, uh, Casey Baugh, both friends of mine, uh, both people I've invested with, super smart, just awesome people, right? I would recommend them, you know, to, to anybody, right? But I trust them also, right? They're guys I trust. And I'd say that maybe to answer your question and bring it down a little bit more would be to bring to the core is I would say – that trust is key. That's how I'd say like with relationships and stuff, how you put yourself in the, the best circles and you put yourself with the best people is, is you actually have to be trustworthy is what I would say. Cause that's really what at the end of the day, like every relationship, that's the greatest foundation, right? When you feel secure, when you're in that room, when you feel comfortable in that room, because you know that you're on the same team as that person versus you versus them, I'd probably break it down to trust is, is how you get in there is, is being trustworthy. I really, really like that answer a lot. Um, so it's, it, and I think it's important because it's not about weaseling your way into a group. It's about developing a real, meaningful, authentic relationship with individuals that uh you you trust and they and they trust you and i'd imagine a lot of that has to do with a word that i really really um like a lot and it's integrity uh and so i, I want to talk a little bit about integrity for a little bit because it's so important especially in business right it's important in like every aspect of our life our families business whatever it is that we're doing but i want to ask you what role integrity has played uh in the success that you've experienced in in business I think integrity is everything, um, especially in business with relationships, with everything. It's, it's, it's like, if I tell my wife that I love her, 
like, I hope she knows from the bottom of my heart, I love her. Like, if she questions that, like, I've got a problem, right? And, and I think, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, right? Is your actions, your words, all that stuff goes into it, right? You can't say, there's a lot of people that say really amazing things, but then their actions do the opposite, right? Integrity is when your words and your actions are aligned and it's ethical. It's the right way to go, right? And I think that, you know, anybody in business and the way I challenge you, if you're doing something unethical right now, I would... I would challenge you with every like literally energy of my like soul to change it. There's no need. You're actually hurting your success. You're actually killing your future and you're actually making yourself miserable because you don't trust yourself. And if you don't trust yourself, it's hard to trust other people. And then you're, you're, you're always looking over your shoulder and, and that that's where it is. And, and look, there's things in your life. Nobody's perfect. I've made mistakes. I've said things I never meant. I've done things that I shouldn't have done. Like we're all imperfect people. But the difference is, is just knowing that, hey, I'm trying to get on the, the path of being as, as honest and as ethical as I can is the key, right? You're not always going to say the right things. You're not always going to have the exact facts. But the, 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 the idea of it is, is that's, that's the desire. That's the goal, right? That's where you want to be. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, important as well. Everything you're saying, Ty, is so important. So thank you for uh, sharing all of this with us. Um, again, I'm just so grateful to have you here, man. I think the world of you and respect you so much. Uh, I want to talk about integrity and its role. And you, you actually uh, briefly highlighted it in your comment. But I think something that's not often considered about integrity is the role that it plays on our own um, self-worth and our confidence. So I think what's interesting is when, when we say something and then we do it, internally, our brain starts to believe that we do what we say we'll do. And that develops this internal confidence in what we're able to accomplish, right? Because if we get in this consistent habit of saying, I'm going to do something and we don't do it, your brain starts to buy that message, right? It starts to believe that about yourself. It's like, ah, he said this last time, right? He said we were going to do this and we didn't do it. So, and then you start to feel a lack of confidence. Like, oh man, I don't really know if I can do anything because I said I was going to do something before and I, you know, I didn't do it. It's it's not a good path for someone to be on. And thankfully for anybody out there, it can be corrected. I love what you said. No one's perfect. So it doesn't mean that past results have to dictate future experience, right? Someone can make a choice, just like you said, any point in their life and say, no, today is the day that I'm going to live up to every single thing that I said I was going to do. And so what's, what's amazing, and we can, we can take bite-sized pieces in order to make it manageable. Because oftentimes, unfortunately, individuals tend to overwhelm themselves with these ginormous goals and it, it makes them feel like, oh man, it's, I, I can't do it. But if but they take where, something... I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's where I think sometimes we, we go the unethical route is because we, we, we overpromise or we overdo something. And then instead of us like owning it and saying, hey, I fell short, we try to cover it up or hide it. Does that make sense? And so I think sometimes that's why we go down that path is because we want to fit in. We want to, we want to, and, and who wants to admit your insecurities? Like I didn't want to admit that I was scared to knock doors when I was a, I was a returned missionary. I should have been, you know, but I was out there like, no, I want to tell him, Oh, Hey team, by the way, does anybody else get scared to go knock on doors? And that, like, you know, but then when I realized I started openly talking about it, it was like, it was crazy. Everybody else was like, Oh, I feel that way too. Like, it was just like, it was the truth. 
And when you talk like the truth, right? Before my first year, I hit it because I was like, I don't think anybody else feels this. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do it, right? And and so, anyways, long story short, I'll talk you talk your ear off, but but uh, but, but I, I go ahead. I want you to finish your comments. Sorry, you can cut this out, but no, dude, I love this. This makes me so happy, and I I'm really grateful that people listening can can learn from your experience. I actually want to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, we'll kind of finish this thought and come wrap right right back around to what you just said. Just gonna say it's it's interesting because, like you said, it's never worth it for anyone to to uh, compromise their integrity because it's, it does wonders for an individual's ability to grow, progress and achieve their potential by sticking to what they said they would do. So if somebody says, Hey, you know, I'm going to go to the gym every single day this next week, even if they only go for 20 minutes, they need to do it because it's good for, it's not just, and here's, what's interesting. I think it's, it's a funny concept because it's not just about the gym. Right. So it's not just about like feeling good physically. It does so much for someone mentally and emotionally to stick to what they said they were going to do. Right. And so I just love I love what uh, Dude, that's, that's that's it's actually funny you say that. So I, I was I got I got a, I served a, a church mission, LDS mission. Right. And on that mission, I was I was I was blessed to be around some really like just they were super fit kids at college ball kids and whatever else, but they just like, they just taught me how to eat healthy and like take care of yourself. And I remember I was just like, I came back super fit and I was all about fitness and eating healthy and all this stuff. And then, um, I don't know, probably like four years, actually probably when I got married, to be honest with you, <laughs> when I got married, I got, I don't know, maybe I just gave up. I was like, I was like, oh, I got the, I got the hot chick. I'm good now. I just gonna just eat the snacks, you know? But I gained weight. Like I got up to like, I think I got 279. I remember getting on the scale and being like, dude, what is wrong with me? Like, what am I doing here? Right. And like, I remember just being like, but I remember telling myself like for, for, for years, like not even, this has been going, this has been an ongoing battle I've had internally. Like what you're talking about, I've had literally internally going on for the last like almost 12 years of my life because I got chubby and then I would go on a diet and then I would lose the weight and then I'd hit the goal and then I'd get chubby and then I'd go on a diet and I'd lose weight. And it's just this vicious cycle. And what's interesting what you said is that I was, I was going on those diets and I was going on those things because I was, I was more self-conscious of what people thought I looked like. I didn't care. Like I've always had an ability to like, be like, I don't care. Like, look, you like me? Cool. If you don't, it's all right. Like, it's fine. I'm just going to be who I am. And, but what I'm getting at is that, that it wasn't until like this year, to be honest with you, like this is the, the lowest I've weighed in, I don't know, 12 years, um, where I weigh, I think I weigh 215 right now, you know? And so I, and I, I say that openly because everybody's going to have a struggle. And I, I talk like going back to truth and honesty is like, is like, I'm not embarrassed by this. This is something I've struggled with. I can relate to you. This is a real problem. Some people struggle emotionally. I was struggling. I liked gas station snacks. I got a bad habit from, from summer cells. And, you know, that's, that was my, 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 my Achilles heel. And so, but, but what you said is so true right there is that every year that I told myself that I wanted to be something and then I didn't follow through, I was losing confidence and I was losing momentum and that was all going downhill. 
and it kept getting worse, right? And then you start over and get momentum and then the fall off, it gets worse. Get momentum, the fall off gets worse. And it's even now, like, I still feel like it's a challenge, but the difference is now is it's like, it's my decision. I'm like, I want to be fit because I want to be healthy. I want to have energy. I want to have these things. I have a purpose. I have a why versus just, I better be fit because that's what society wants me to do. Does that make sense? So, so, so I love what you said there because it's, it's so true. I just lived it for 12 years. I, I'm telling you, it's, it's the most real thing I've ever experienced. I love that, man. I think that's, uh, that's a really meaningful, um, kind of principle for people to be able to internalize and apply in their lives. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Um, I think one of the things that I love again about what you just shared was it seems like now, like your brain believes it, right? It's like, if I say, it's like, it, it, it knows that if you say something, it's going to happen and it makes it much easier. It's really, really cool. Brian Tracy. I mean, I know you're a big fan of the old, uh, yeah. legends like uh, Brian Tracy yeah. and Zig Ziglar, you know, those guys, they're awesome. But one of the things he said that I love a lot, um, and it really affects an individual's outcomes and results that they experience in life was if you do hard things, life will be easy. And if you do easy things, life will be hard, right? And in the beginning, doing the hard things is hard. But what we habitually do through atomic habits, right? That book's really, really good. If anybody needs a good read. It's it a must read every year. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is a must read, right? Because they, they change us, right? I oftentimes I think of like, uh, it's it's really cool. An Easter egg, you know, you it, as, as kids, we'd you would color them all the time in that dye. And if you just dip it in real quick, not a, not a whole lot changes on that egg. You may be able to recognize just a tiny bit of discoloration from what it was in the beginning. But if you immerse yeah. the egg into that dye for 10 minutes, it comes out totally different. You can't even recognize it. Right. And we, we are the same as people, right? We, if we immerse ourselves in meaningful experiences and habits that make a difference, we become different, unrecognizable from who we were previously. And I love that idea and that principle. So thank you so much um, for, for everything. I want to ask you a couple more questions, then we'll, uh, we'll get out of here. But man, this has been so good to be with you, uh, Ty. One of the things that you shared was um, important, and you talked a little bit about vulnerability. Brene Brown is someone that I really like. I don't know if you've read any of her stuff, but uh, it is good. It's really good. She explains that vulnerability is actually how we connect with people. So it's, it's interesting. Like you, I know you're an incredible leader. And people look up to you and they respect you. You're a great mentor to individuals. And so I, I know one of the reasons that's the case is because you get on their level. It's, it's interesting if we analyze human behavior and human psychology, if, someone, if we go up to somebody and, they, and we say, hey, you know, I'm having a rough day. And they say, oh, that's, that's funny. I never have rough days. Like my life's amazing. We immediately, you know, erect a wall between them and us. Because we're like, oh, they can't relate to me. Right. They don't know what I'm going through. But what I love so much about you is like you had mentioned that you got home and you were a leader and you're like, dude, knocking on the doors is hard, even as a leader, right? Like, um, and what was amazing is I'd imagine that's why the people that you were leading loved you and looked up to you so much. It's like, man, it is hard and he gets it. And I kind of want to follow that guy because he's doing the hard stuff anyway. And so one of the things I think would be important for people to understand is how, how did you get to a point where, um, you know, you, you were able to actually practice vulnerability with these people that you were leading. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think through, I'd say, um, it probably helped me just cause I, I had recruited a lot of my close friends. I recruited one of my best friends, Luke Harrison, and, 
and I'd recruited one of my roommates at, you know, Casey Dyering and, and, and Howard now and some of these guys. And so when they were, they were selling, it was, they they were good friends. And so it was easier for me to be a little bit more vulnerable with them. Right. But it was more of, um, I, I don't know who taught me the principle, but I remember, I remember, uh, and I, I honestly, I don't remember who taught it to me. I'm, I'm sure it's from a book or something it came from. But I, I remember when I first became a leader, um, it, it said that you, it, I just took this notepad. So my first year of doing alarms and everything else and, and, and doing stuff, I remember I wrote down, I took this notepad and, and I, was, I was a single guy and, and I was going to run my first team and I was going to go to St. Louis that year. And I, and I remember writing down and I wrote down everything that my, my leader did that I loved. Like Jared Hallows was my, my leader. He's a phenomenal, like, I think he's, he ran one of the most effective, efficient alarm teams ever. Like honestly, what we did in Minnesota and what that team accomplished and how we did it and, and, and what with ethics, that's the difference. There was, we sold the right way. And, and, uh, and anyways, but I took, all of the things that I loved that he did, all the things that from Chance Allred, he was one of my, my first managers as well, my, my regionals. I wrote all the things down that he did, and I love Chance. He's still, I'm still working with Chance. And, and I wrote all the things he loved. And then, I, and then I wrote down on the side of it that said, what do I wish we would have had? What did the team miss? And I was like, oh, like fun, jokes, comedy, like memories like all the, like just the different things. Like I felt like they were too business and just like this. And so then I just took it and I tried to mix it. And I felt like my St. Louis team, like I ran it. So I'm biased, but our St. Louis team, we crushed it. We did awesome. But like, man, that was still one of my most memorable summers. And it was just awesome because I took like, I took, I took all this, the, this information that, you know, that's like, I think what I'm going to get out big vulnerable as with is that I took the things that I loved. And then I took the things that I was like, what could we improve on? And that was one of the things that was, it was in there was, I wish I could relate a little bit better to the guys. I want to get a little more on their level. I want to be able to connect with them a little bit better to where I actually understand what they're going on. Because the difference is, is when I was in the office, um, I was, a, I was a vent. So Jared, Jared was the manager, but like I would basically, the guys would come to me and say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. And then vent all the problems to me. And then I would go to Jared and say, Hey, just, you know, these six guys called me and said, these things are super frustrated. This, 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 too long, you know, you know, so like, just like heads up. And I kind of did the same thing with chance. I still have done the same thing with chance over the career. Right. But the difference is when I'm good and I'm focused on it, you want to be the leader when you're connecting with people that they feel comfortable coming to you, right? They comfortable. The, this happened recently. A, a rep came up to me and said, Hey, is there a, is there a, uh, is there a line I can call? Is there something I can call where I just need, like, I just need some emotional and some mental help. And I was like, yeah, it's four, three, five, two, zero, one, one, five, zero, four. He's like, Oh, who's that? And I'm like, yeah, that's Tyler Mickelson. Give me a call. And the, the look on this guy's face was like, really? I was like, absolutely, brother. I got you. Put my arm around him. I was like, we got this. We'll go. And, and I think that's what the difference is, is that, that we need that in our life, right? We need that person that's like, hey, look, I've been there. I know what you're feeling. I got you. Let's go. I broke through these like fears. I broke through these, these different barriers here. 
you got this. I wouldn't tell you you could do it if you know, I'm not lying to you, right? And so another long, long answer to your, your question there. Sorry, I'm going off on all these long tangents. You're like, man, I, I, these guys got long answers. So. No, I love this, man. These are incredible answers, Ty. But hopefully that, that kind of sums up what, what you're looking for. Yeah, I think uh, more. I mean, that that was uh, that was an exceptional answer. So thank you. I really, really like um, especially what you mentioned with that individual that was struggling. I think in our lives, one of the things that you do really, really well is prioritize relationships over anything else. And that is in, at the end of your life, because that's an appointment that none of us can really cancel, right? We're all going to have a moment when we reach the end of our lives. And what's going to be really cool is that when you get there, there, there will be lives that you've touched in so many ways, right? A lot of anyone that knows Tyler Mickelson is a better person for it. Right. And so what's really, really cool is this, this individual, you, it would have been really easy for you as a leader to be able to say, Oh man, sorry. Like I'm busy. I've got a lot going on. Uh, yeah. Call this number, right? Like give, give this person a call and, um, and then just keep me posted, right? Like if you need anything, but what I love so much is you took responsibility, you took accountability to say, hey, this is somebody that trusts me, um, you know, and I want to make sure they're having the best experience they can. And I love that you gave them your phone number. That's a, a, that was, that's a great lesson for anyone listening to be able to learn. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, we'll leave with maybe one more. There's a lot of questions I want to ask you, Ty. I've got a lot of cool stuff to be able to kind of go over. We're going we're gonna to leave with one. Um, and I think what we would we would do uh what we'll go over here is just maybe books i'm a big uh bookworm i like i like books a lot and so if you could recommend three books uh like your all-time favorites which one would you which ones would you recommend and and why yeah well i i would say first of all for me uh, just challenging people like book world and like what to go into i i just would uh, an advice i would give people is like like be real with yourself and like identify like what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And then maybe pick some of the books that are recommended for people that will help you with your strengths to get stronger, but then also that you can improve some of your weaknesses. I think sometimes we spend so much time on, uh, on just uh, our, our weaknesses, like improving our weaknesses when reality is we could have moved the needle a lot faster if we were just focused on making our strengths even stronger. And, and so a couple, so right now I've actually been blessed. I, I, uh, about two years ago, I, I, uh, I went and I got, uh, Dr. Craig Manning. Um, I don't know if you've, you've heard of him or, you know, Dr. Craig Manning at all. Um, so he's, he's a, he's a, he's a mental coach, uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, and uh, he's been my personal mental coach for the last two years. He's actually helped coach our region. He does our, our whole region here at CORE. Um, we're back on schedule with him now. And, and I've learned just, just so much from this guy. And here I am, like, I'm, I'll be honest with you, like, I'm, I'm, what, 41 years old now. I've been, what, 18, 19 years in my career. And you think I would have everything figured out. I don't. I'm not perfect. I still got problems. I still got weaknesses. But what I would say is that the one thing that I would say that, that, that I would, there's, there's, there's a book out there. It's called the, the fearless mind is, is Dr. Craig Manning. Um, it's a great book. It's, it's, it really is like 
what he teaches is living in the present and how he teaches you to, to push off that fear, to, to kind of get what you want. Right. It's like, why, what I talked about is like, what do you want? Well, go get what you want. You just need to get clear on what you want and how you're going to get it. But that's one thing that the fearless mind actually helps you break down is to break the, all those walls down. So that's a book I'd recommend it. And any of his podcasts you can find on Dr. Craig Manning, he's, he's, he's unreal. He's unreal. You should get him on the show. I could help you out. So, uh, but, uh, but, um, so Dr. Craig Manning has been completely life-changing to me. Um, the one thing that I'd say for him that, that, that I'd say that he's taught me the most is that we need to live in the present. Um, that's what he helps all his players get the, to, to get with and to work with is to live in the present. Um, you know, if we're kind of feeling like fear and anxiety, um, we're living, you know, really in the future, right? If we're feeling like guilt and frustration, we're living in the past. If we're feeling kind of control and peace, then we're living in the present. And, and that's a way for us to kind of gauge like, okay, how am I feeling? All right, I'm in the present. If I'm not in the present, get in the present and move the needle on today. You can't change tomorrow. You can only control the moment, right? And so that's one thing I've learned from him. The other book you already, you already recommended is Atomic Habit. Um, that book, I mean, the, the, the fact that what he goes in, the, the book that goes hand in hand with that is The Compound Effect. Um, um, those, are, those are probably two of my all-time favorite books. The, the reason why I'd say that is because um, I'm not perfect. I make a lot of mistakes. I make all types of mistakes. I, I, I'm not a perfect leader. I'm not a perfect salesperson. But I've done a lot of great things, right? But the cool part is, is with the compound effect, it's those simple, smart choices plus consistency plus time is what equals the big change, the radical difference that they talk about in the compound effect. And, I, and that's what I've learned in my life is that, that if, we, if we are not in control of our thoughts, we're not in control of our words, we're not in control of our actions, then we're in con we're, our, our life, we're not in control of our life. Uh, we're, I mean, who's guiding us? Is social media guiding you? Is, is it, I, I hit social media right now because I honestly think social media right now is absolutely destroying some people. I think it's absolutely annihilating their confidence. I think it's blessed people beyond measure. I think there's a purpose for it and I love it. I think there's some great things. I love keeping in touch with people, but I also feel like if we don't gauge it and we don't keep, we don't, you know, kind of how some gauges on it, it also can wreck people if they're not cautious, right? So another long, long answer there, but those are probably three books I would, I would highly recommend um, anybody to go read. Um, and then anything from John Maxwell on the leadership side, John Maxwell is my all-time favorite author, anything leadership. He's written 73 books. Um, I, I haven't read all 73, um, but I've definitely got probably, I think about 30 in. So but he's, he's phenomenal. I'd say 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership is probably my all-time favorite that he's, he's written on, on leadership that, that I, I would say will make a direct impact on you right away. Man, this has been such a great interview, Ty. So thanks for uh, investing your time with us and allowing all of us to get a good return on our invested time by being able to learn from you. Um, just a quick review here for those individuals that are listening in regards to referenced books uh, that Ty recommended is The Fearless Mind, uh, Atomic Habits, and The Compound Effect, as well as anything by, by John Maxwell. I would also highly, highly, highly recommend The Compound Effect. Atomic Habits is great too, 
Um, Darren Hardy has got things figured out as far as uh, just life and balance. And that's who wrote the compound effect. It's super and, I, and I would, and I would probably say read the compound effect before you read atomic habits, because yeah. I feel like atomic habits actually goes a little deeper than the compound effect. The compound effects kind of like the overall, like, you know, it adds up the compound effect of the penny, you know, the, you know, doubling every day, you know, that kind of st- the, the different laws in there. So it, I, I, that's how I would do it, but. I love that, man. One of the things that I've appreciated about this interview is uh, your willingness to help everyone listening understand how important it is to remain coachable. Uh, I mean, you're, you're at a very high level at a publicly traded company that uh, is doing exceptionally well, and, you are, uh, and you're still investing in coaching, right? And so I have this thing that I call the arrival syndrome. We'll end on this. And I think uh, um, I'm actually writing a book right now, and this will be a, an important section of the book, uh, because I think it's so meaningful for people to recognize how detrimental it can be to their future and their potential to feel like they have arrived, right? Like they, they don't have any more learning to do. There's no one, right. That can teach them anything they don't know. And that's just, that's a big bummer for someone. And mm-hmm. what, what I think is interesting is as we learn, we can start to recognize a plateau. And at that point we can set new goals that allow us to stretch even more. And there is no limit, right? There is no point where we get to the, this, you know, um, section of life where it's like, all right, I'm, I'm done. There's always room for improvement, always room for growth. It grows back to those three G's that we talked about in the beginning of growth, gratitude, and giving. If, if there ever is anything out of whack in someone's life, it is always in relationship to one of those three things. And uh, so I appreciate you. I mean, you're such an incredible person, such a great example to everyone of becoming uh, the very best version of, of yourself. So Thanks for being on the show, Ty. I, I appreciate you so much, brother. Grateful for your friendship. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it, Roger. Keep up the great work, man. You're crushing it. Oh, you're kind, man. Thank you. Thank you.